0: Leviticus chapter 21 verse 1 And the LORD said unto Moses, Speak unto the priests, the sons of Aaron, and say unto them, There shall none defile himself for the dead among his people. That means that you can't touch dead people if you're a priest. And that's because if the priest touches somebody dead, he won't be clean to go and perform his priestly duty. Probably if a priest had the day off or a week off, then they probably could touch a dead person. But if they were on the way to go work for God in the tabernacle, on that day they would not be able to touch someone who's dead. And this explains the parable of the Good Samaritan. Remember how Jesus told the parable where a priest saw a man who had been beaten and he was lying on the ground and the priest didn't help him and kept walking. And then a Levite saw the man and the Levite didn't help him and kept walking. Then it was a Samaritan who finally stopped and helped the man who had been beaten and laid for dead on the side of the road. In Jesus' parable, the priest and the Levite were trying to obey the Lord's command to stay clean because both of them were on their way to work. They didn't want to defile themselves because then they wouldn't be able to go to the temple and perform their service. This shows you that it's the spirit of the law that we have to keep above the letter, and that's why we're in the New Covenant now. Jesus was explaining to the people that if you follow the letter of the law, but you don't have love in your heart, then it's not doing you any good. God loves everybody, and He doesn't want anyone to suffer. What the priests should have done was they should have stopped and helped the man who they thought might be dead. And then gone ahead and let themselves become unclean on his behalf. And then if they couldn't perform their duty, they couldn't perform their duty that day. They'd have to be replaced by somebody else. But neither of them wanted to be replaced. They wanted to go and do their duty. They didn't have the love of God in their heart toward the man who had been beaten. And that was the whole point of Jesus' parable. 2. Except for his kin that is near unto him, for his mother, and for his father, and for his son, and for his daughter, and for his brother. If it is a close family member, then the priest is allowed to touch their dead body, but not if it is a stranger. 3. And for his sister a virgin, that is near unto him, that hath no husband, for her he may defile himself. The reason he can defile himself for a virgin sister is because she won't have a husband or a son to take care of her if she dies. Her brother will have to take care of her. But if she's married, then her husband is responsible for taking care of her dead body, not the brother. For He shall not defile himself being a chief man among his people to profane himself. Generally speaking, if there was a dead body, the priest would let somebody else take care of it. 5. They shall not make baldness upon their head, neither shall they shave off the corners of their beard, nor make any cuttings in their flesh. And again, this has to do with memorializing the dead. All of these are things that the pagans did to memorialize the dead and to mourn for the dead. When you're serving the Lord as high priest or as priest, you're not allowed to mourn because you're with the Father. And if you mourn when you're with the Father, it's like an insult. The Father. And so that's why Jesus said, when a man asked Jesus if he could follow him, but he had to bury his family member first, Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. And what Jesus meant by that was, if you want to serve the Father, then you need to honor the Father, who is a living God, not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. And Jesus also said in the New Testament that our God is the God of the living. Now, that doesn't mean He doesn't care about people once they die, but it's the principle behind it. We aren't to try to bring God down into mourning because we are supposed to be full of joy because of him. 6. They shall be holy unto their God, and not profane the name of their God, for the offerings of the Lord made by fire, the bread of their God, they do offer, therefore they shall be holy. Since these men are consecrated to present the offerings They have to remain holy, and part of holiness is no mourning. That's why when we get to heaven, we're not going to be sad. He's going to wipe every tear from our eyes. No sadness is allowed in heaven. Heaven is a place of pure, unadulterated joy, because we're in the presence of the Father, and we will be happy. 7. They shall not take a woman that is a harlot, or profaned, neither shall they take a woman put away from her husband, for he is holy unto his God. Now, a lot of people think that put away means divorced, It doesn't mean that, it means separated. Like, you're legally still married, but you're separated. Because back then, what the Jews did was, they would get separated with their first wife, and then they would go marry the second wife while they're still separated to the first one. Meaning that they would have two wives at one time. And that's why the New Testament says, you know, a deacon should be a man of one wife. Meaning that you can't separate from your first wife, and then marry a second while you're still legally married to the first. In the New Testament, Jesus said that God hates separation, but a lot of Bibles translate it as divorce. According to my studies, it's actually separation, which basically is adultery. It's a form of adultery because you're still married, but you marry somebody else at the same time, which is what they were doing back in ancient times. And it was because if they legally divorced their first wife, they had to give her a dowry back and it was a financial obligation. They would keep her on the books as still married by only separating with her and then taking a second wife. The first wife had to live in poverty because he didn't love her anymore anymore, but she didn't get a dowry and a divorce certificate to move on. And so she would be living in poverty as if she were single, and yet she was still legally bound to the man. I believe that this is saying, if she's a prostitute, or if she's separated from her husband, you cannot marry her. 8 Thou shalt sanctify him therefore, for he offereth the bread of thy God, he shall be holy unto thee, for I, the Lord, who sanctify you, am holy. God tells us to sanctify ourselves and in the next breath He tells us that He sanctifies us. That shows you it requires action on both parts. We aren't going to be sanctified against our will. We have to make a decision to make ourselves separate only for God. But at the same time, He will add the holiness element of it. Because we can't make ourselves holy, but we can make ourselves set apart. So in sanctification, We make a choice not to engage in things of the world, and God makes us holy. 9. And the daughter of any priest, if she profane herself by playing the harlot, she profaneth her father, she shall be burnt with fire. If a girl becomes a harlot of her own free will to make money, she is shaming her father, and she will be killed and then burnt with fire. The burnt with fire is an extra punishment whereby she will not have a proper burial, which to the ancient people was a big punishment. They really believed that they needed a proper burial. 10. And the priest that is highest among his brethren, upon whose head the anointing oil is poured, that's the high priest, there's only one high priest at a time, and that is consecrated to put on the garments, shall not let the hair of his head go loose, nor rend his clothing. The high priest is never allowed to mourn over anybody dead, even if it's a family member. And that's why both God and Moses told Aaron that he could not mourn when his sons were killed, because he was wearing the high priest's garment and he was the acting high priest. When we are with the Father, we have joy, and believe me, we will. When we finally see God face to face, the joy will be indescribable. And that is what all of this symbolizes. 11. Neither shall he go to any dead body, nor defile himself for his father or for his mother. If it is the high priest, he can't defile himself for anybody, even a close family member. But the lower level priests can touch a dead body if it is a close family member. 12. Neither shall he go out of the sanctuary, nor profane the sanctuary of his God. For the consecration of the anointing oil of his God is upon him. I am the Lord. Remember, when the high priest is serving, he's not allowed to take a 20-minute break and go outside and check his cell phone. He's not allowed to run home for lunch. He has to stay there the whole time. He's set apart for God, and he stays in the temple the whole time. When he eats, he eats before the tabernacle door. 13. And he shall take a wife in her virginity. Now this is the high priest, not every priest. The high priest has to only have a virgin as a wife. 14. A widow, or one divorced, or a profane woman, or a harlot, these shall he not take. But a virgin of his own people shall he take to wife. And so she would have to be an Israelite. 15. And he shall not profane his seed among his people, for I am the Lord who sanctify him. His seed, meaning his children, have to also be holy, so they can't be the children of a harlot or a divorcee or something like that. 16. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, 17. Speak unto Aaron, saying, Whosoever he be of thy seed throughout their generations that hath a blemish, let him not approach to offer the bread of his God. If there's any Levite that's born with A deformity, a missing eye, a blind eye, any type of physical problem, they will never be able to serve in the tabernacle. They will get to eat, they are just not allowed to work in the temple. 18 For whosoever man he be that hath a blemish, he shall not approach a blind man or a lame, or he that hath anything maimed or anything too long. So if part of his body is abnormally long or abnormally large, or if he's maimed, now this could include accidents. So it could be a birth accident, it could be a congenital deformity that you're born with, or it could be something that happens to you in life. Say you fall off a ladder and you're maimed for life. You have a limp. You would not be able to serve in the tabernacle. The physical abnormalities symbolize sin. The priest has to be in perfect order physically, the sacrifice also has to be in perfect order physically. The animals that they sacrificed could not be lame. The priest and the sacrificed animal both represent Jesus. And that's how we know for absolute fact that Jesus Christ had nothing wrong with his body. He didn't have any disease, he didn't have any lameness, he didn't have any blindness. There was nothing wrong with his body. Now I'm sure he fell down and scratched himself sometimes and I'm sure he got colds. But his body was completely normal. It had to be because he was the perfect sacrifice. 19. Or a man that is broken-footed or broken-handed. 20, or crook-backed, meaning a crooked back, or a dwarf, or that hath his eye overspread, or is scabed, or scurvy, or hath his stones crushed, and that means his testicles. Getting your testicles crushed, I assume that could be something that happens in battle, or maybe it was done to make you into a eunuch. Eye overspread means that your eye is shut and you can't open it. 21 No man of the seed of Aaron the priest that hath a blemish shall come nigh to offer the offerings of the Lord made by fire. He hath a blemish, he shall not come nigh to offer the bread of his God. 22 He may eat the bread of his God, both of the Most Holy and of the Holy. He cannot offer the showbread, but he is still allowed to eat it. 23. Only he shall not go in unto the veil, nor come nigh unto the altar, because he hath a blemish, that he profane not my holy places, for I am the Lord who sanctify them. God is saying that they cannot serve, but they can still eat from the offerings, because otherwise they'd go hungry. 24. So Moses spoke unto Aaron, and to his sons, and unto all the children of Israel. Moses told everybody what God said. And that concludes Leviticus chapter 21.